Welcome to Roundtail Radio, the podcast from Roundtail Community Church. Through our conversations, we discover the holy in the ordinary, find moments of grace and peace, and redefine what we're talking about. We talk about faith. Good morning, Shannon. Hello, Leslie. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Welcome back to Roundtail Radio. Thank you. So glad to have you here. So we're exploring a really, what I think of as a really fascinating topic today that you brought, because this was kind of a, it's kind of a continuation of our Mother's Day conversation, kind of staying in the the feminine zone, if you will. Um, But I also think it's just a fascinating look at how we as humans perceive God. Yeah. So we're going to talk a little about, so what are we, what are we talking about today? So one of my favorite questions I used to ask in confirmation classes, which would be like a a little glimpse into their lives mm-hmm. would be, I would say, draw a picture of your image of God when you were a child. Okay. And these were like, you know, ninth graders or so. Okay. At your first image of God. Yeah. And then your image of God now as a ninth grader. Okay. And invariably, it would be the white man yep. up on the cloud. Yep. Pointing finger. Sure. Or just kind of like with a beard. Yep. And... Then now what was so interesting for these people at that point in their lives, Mm -hmm. oftentimes it would be something in nature, would be hands, Mm. just non, no facial representation, but just more of an action or something in nature. So that Mm -hmm. just has always been an interesting thing. And this was year after year after year. Yeah. So... I would, why don't we start off with saying, what was your first image of God that you can remember? Yeah. I mean, I think it probably ha- is that kind of like Zeusian, Santaian, I, like big white guy. Yeah. Right? Right. You know, the sort of... Oh, transcendent. It, transcendent. Um, quite, um, I would say quite warm, less less judgy. Okay. Um, but I think more more had a more human type form i guess okay yeah yeah and so when you would pray perhaps you would think of that yeah figure yeah 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 yeah. because it was very you know the trinity was very much explained as like you know the images like father son dove yeah or wind (laughs) right exactly yeah and you know for so many people like in my case yeah if you add in that so oftentimes it's you know developmentally you equate your human father mm-hmm. with then the father sure and mine was I had an abusive father who mm-hmm. was very angry so my God even though there was love was also judgmental and angry even as a child yeah even yeah. as a child yeah. so you know it meant that I needed to do what I was supposed to do sure. in church as sure. well as at home sure so and that's that's born out in like I used to work in a a domestic violence shelter, and people would talk about that in, right. in those kinds of situations. So it made me curious as I did some theological work um, about how our images of God change. And in fact, mm-hmm. one of the things that I learned in seminary, which was so interesting, is that the professor said, as our self-esteem grows and as our as we mature, yeah. if our images of God don't change along with that growth, right. we lose the ability to tap into our spiritual resources okay. so that are that are formed so early. Yeah. So what would you say, how do you think of God now? Um, very ephemeral, more of like an a energy, mm-hmm. more spirit, I think, than anything else. Um, 
that's a great question. I don't really know the answer is probably the and most okay. honest thing. You well, know, like it's all kind of like, right. you know, right. but it's definitely different for yeah. sure. What about you? How is, how has your change? Mine is definitely not anthropomorphic. Yeah. It's not human based, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's, it's energy. It's loving energy. It's hands. It's, yeah, it's that yeah. hands kind of, uh, I am, I use different images, but then I don't worship those images. And that's sure. what we're going to talk about. Yeah. So right? fascinating. Because there are so many images. If you look at scripture, mm-hmm. so many images to think about. So like, what are some of the ones that come up to you for either uh, any images of God that, that you think of in scripture? Well, I mean, I think for me, the thing I'm like, as when I first enter this topic that I have to sort of separate is because I think we have so many images in at least the Western Christian church, yeah. we have so many images of Jesus. Yeah. But there's actually less sort of like iconography than of God. I mean, I just sort of see like white dude with facial hair. Right. <laughs> well, you see creator. Creator. Right. Yeah. So like... In the Hebrew scriptures. So yeah. So creator, the nature. Fire pillar, right? Yeah. And the God will lead us as a pillar of fire as the children right. of Israel were leaving. Right. Um, I'm going to talk about some in a minute, but... You're right. With Jesus, the good shepherd, mm-hmm. I am the light of the world. Right, I am, right. you know, all of those different ones, the I am sayings mm-hmm. and John. Mm-hmm. Um, we see a more of a myriad of examples. Yeah. In, in, but there are lots in the Hebrew scriptures. And we're going to actually talk about feminine imagery. I, I say feminine versus female. Sure. Because, again, it's not a draw to... Um, see God as male or female because that is as church history and and scholars have told us that's idolatry if you if you view God as one particular image yeah all the time it's idolatrous because God is beyond what our thinking is well see so I think that to me is really like the entry point of this topic of like the thing I I would be fascinated to dive into with you today in addition to the images you have because you know I remember I forget which class it was, but in, in graduate school, they talked about how historically, in terms of like the cultural view of God, changed depending on how life was, right? So if life was very, very difficult, God was judgmental. God was wrathful. God was these things. And then, you know, in more modern times when life is comparatively easy, God is loving, God is shepherd, God is compassionate. compassion right. and this warmth, right? And so I think as a general cultural idea, I, I find that really interesting. And I, and, and I think the part of my thinking about it is also like how, you know, like I want to know, I want to know what God actually is instead of what I, what filter I'm putting on God. And so... And so it's not knowable. Right. And so that's what <laughs> I think that's the fundamental question of this episode because I'm like, we have all these images, but like that's what we individually are sort of placing on God. But like, how do, how do we, how do we know? And I guess I suppose that's the whole point of faith. But, um, you know, I struggle very, with that. In one, of, in one of my very conservative Bible studies growing up, uh-huh. it was God's ways are not our ways. Uh-huh. So even you know, human beings, I don't know about you, but 
every human that I've talked to, it just needs to have it defined. That, yeah. That it's just, we need to be able to control it some way. And yeah. that's, that's where we just get blasted out. There's no way to control <laughs> the image. So that's why there's so many images of God in scripture right. that are similes. Right. As God as, as this. Yeah. Or like a. Yeah. And it's also the understanding sounds like is so br- big that we can't yeah. comprehend. But I'm laughing so hard because I feel like there's been a through thread in the past five years of this podcast of <laughs> Leslie, don't know. Leslie doesn't get to have control over everything. <laughs> Either does Shannon or yeah. Ed. Or Ed. <laughs> yeah. But it just always cracks me up of like, well, we don't, we can't, we can't control that. We don't know. Which always makes me giggle <laughs> a little bit. Like, as much as we try to know. As much as we try to know, we don't know. And isn't that great though, that we can still be surprised? Yes. And maybe the way to get into I it. I mean, no, but <laughs> I suppose yes. Okay. Well, we're done. For, for our listening and viewing audience. Maybe the way to get into it is, what are the characteristics of God that are mm-hmm. appealing and needed for humanity? So sure. what would you say? Well, I think compassion. I think acceptance. I think inclusion of we're all one family um those are sort of the yeah. I said top three I would what say two I mean here we are two white women right yeah so I would say justice would be yep. one for me mm-hmm. just that God loves the rich and the poor equally mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. and wants uh and, and understands the struggle mm-hmm. of so many that need um I would say the compassion piece is big love and, and just that sense of hope mm-hmm. um, that we are given. It makes me think when we're talking about sort of the, the world and inclusion and compassion and justice, there's that, that is it scripture that says we are all made in God's image. Yeah. Yes. And so that by looking at the beautiful tapestry of humanity that we are seeing God in in a tangible way in every single person who is unto themselves perfect perfect you know yeah and that's rejected by some in our faith yeah (laughs) in christianity where we reject the rejection so it's (laughs) fine but it's we need the whole tapestry you're exactly right yeah And, and that to me is so comforting and it shows that nobody has the be all end all answer. Right. So, right. So let's so let's talk about some of the scriptures. And I let's was doing when I went back to do some more research on this, you know, these images of God as feminine yeah. are not new. These no. are these come from early, early Christian uh, theologians in the Catholic Church. Okay. And then the mystics all used feminine imagery of God right. equal to masculine images. Right. But didn't really see it as a problem, like more of, you know, how sexism has kind of come in and mm-hmm. um, more to our, in our culture over time, in Western culture. Right. And made it that, oh, well, that can't possibly be. Right. So, so yeah. for instance. Yeah. Hit me with him. Okay. Uh, God is giving birth. Whoa. Well, I mean, creation God. <laughs> right. right. So you think in Isaiah 42, you have... God groans as a woman in labor, referring to God's anguish at human failure to embody justice, shows that God travails with all who face injustice. Mm-hmm. So there's that sense of I'm groaning in childbirth. Yeah. That's yeah. very interesting. Well, and they I feel like the Old Testament writers love to like that childbirth was the worst thing ever and it was punishment kind of idea. <laughs> so. Well, 
it is interesting. I will say there's, you know, there's sexism in every culture, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But but I will say that in Hebrew, in mm-hmm. the Hebrew language, mm-hmm. the word for spirit for the, you know, it, is ruach, which is feminine. Okay. So there is a lot of evidence to show that the in Christian terms, as that's gone through the years, yeah. that the ancient Hebrews thought of the spirit or the breath of God as right. feminine. I was going to say, yeah, of the 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 Trinitarian view yeah. of, and if if you are a consistent podcast listener, a thank you. B, um, <laughs> we had recently Ed and I kind of got off track. Shocking about the Trinity. We sort of talking about the Trinity a little bit and about how you know we have the three different expressions of God, and that I feel like the the Holy Spirit element is probably the one that's most sort of easily feminine, I think, to people because there isn't the like anthropomorphic, like Jesus was a dude and how God, sort of God that father thing. I feel like the Holy Spirit, and I think as we think of them as all one, I feel like that you... It can't, you can't not include that feminine energy exactly of being you know like you said if if we're all created in the image of God then so are is the feminine expression right, that we are expressions of the the God triune God right, right 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 it's so interesting also because you were talking about um, the feminine and I just lost my train of thought it's <laughs> so okay I'll come back to it. <laughs> Thank you. Pop right back Pop in. Pop right back in. But hit us with some let's more. Let's continue on. God as, uh, let's see, I'm going to, nursing mother. Yeah. Also in Isaiah. Yeah. Does not a woman forget her baby at the at her breast or fail to cherish the son or daughter of her womb? Yet even if these forget, I will never forget you. Mm-hmm. So God's love is like a mother with a child mm-hmm. breastfeeding. Right. That makes some people cringe. Right. And yet, when you think about the natural piece of that, I mean, you're pregnant, right? right. You can imagine yeah. the love that there and the connection that there must be between a mother and a newborn. Yeah. And they talk about, you know, in terms of in childbirth education, they talk about that, that breastfeeding is um, a relationship, that it is, it takes two, right? That it's not, you know, if it's not going that well, necessarily, it's not, oh, the mother's doing it wrong or whatever, that it's, it's a, it's a, interaction between child and baby and that it's this relationship um, which I think is really beautiful I love that there are some Christian denominations the Episcopal Church is more open to hearing God as mother father mm-hmm. um, and so even some priests who are females want to be called mother instead right. of father right sure um, so God is midwife in Psalms you drew me out of the womb you entrusted me to my mother's breasts placed me on your lap from my birth from my mother's wombs, you have been my God. Mm-hmm. Again, birthing. And mm-hmm. we talk about rebirth in Christianity. Yeah. Right? Coming back to new life. That language is everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. How about God as fierce mother bear? Oh, <laughs> hit me with that. Yeah. As a, as a mother to yeah. be. Yeah. Uh, and that's in reference to those who were not grateful for their liberation and had forgotten God. <laughs> Do you know what I did for you? <laughs> exactly. In Hosea. <laughs> Uh, I will be like a lion to them, a leopard lurking in the way, like a bear robbed of her cubs. I will pounce on them and tear the flesh around their hearts. Not a, a loving, fierce mother. Fierce mother, protecting fierce mother. Her little ones. Yeah. Baker woman, God. Oh, 
See, now that's in Matthew and Luke. So that's a New Testament one. Yeah. What shall I compare with the kingdom of God? It's like the yeast a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour till it was leavened all through. Huh. So there, in both of those. God is Mother Eagle. Again, back to the Hebrew scriptures. In Deuteronomy and Exodus and Job. Mm -hmm. Think of that song, Mother Eagle's Wings. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? And um, this one is, as an eagle stirreth up her nest, this is King James, fluttereth over her young, spreadeth abroad her wings, taketh them, beareth them on her wings, so the Lord alone did lead Jacob. It's amazing. Such a gentle kind of... Protective gesture. Yeah. Yeah. Soaring, kind of overseeing. Yeah. Mother hen. Ah! I love this. <laughs> Matthew and Luke. Jesus laments Jerusalem. You that kill the prophets and stone those who sent you, how often have I longed to gather your children as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings and mm. you refused. Mm. Again, mm. that protective piece. It's beautiful. And there's there's a a softness to these. Yeah. That I think is also needed in our image of God, in my opinion. Right. You know? I mean, people think of God as judge sometimes. That's the more, some people may have a judge, judging image of females as well as males. Sure. Depending on your own parenting. Sure. (laughs) Um, We think of Father God. Yeah. Right, the one who's protecting mm-hmm. in a different way than right. a mother would. It's a different energy. Right. Sometimes, you know. Right. Sometimes. And Jesus said, Father. I mean, there's certainly, in terms of, these are just a few of the examples, but there's mm-hmm. certainly more images of God as male yeah. or as masculine right. in the scriptures than there are as feminine. But just kind of bringing out some. Do you think the Father um, expression of God was kind of codified because of sort of the birth of Jesus and the fact that it was sort of Mary and how we as humans think of there's a man and a woman and a baby. So we sort of have Mary and then Father God and then baby Jesus and the father language he used. um, What, to explain the virgin birth? Yeah, basically. (laughs) Basically. So is that that sort of, do you think that's sort of like, Because I think for me, that kind of like ties it up in a nice pretty bow that makes it all feel like... I think that's our Western brains needing to figure it out. Organize things. Yeah. Yeah. But I, you know, when you look back at some of the theologians and the mystics who you would expect to be like hardcore, yeah, this is, uh, you know, entrenched Mm -hmm. in patriarchy. Yeah. Which they were in many other ways. Sure. But when it comes to images of God, you've got... Uh, you know, Clement of Alexandria in the second century, St. John Chrysostom in the fourth century, yeah. St. Ambrose of Milan. I mean, we're talking deep Italian roots, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, talked about the father's womb. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Aquinas. I mean, yeah. going back in Roman Catholic theology. But then you get like the, the most prolific writer of the mystics is Julian of Norwich. And she really talked a lot about feminine imagery of God. Mm-hmm. And, and, but there were others too, Meister Eckhart, St. Catherine of Siena. They all really, they, t- they spoke from their experience mm-hmm. personally mm-hmm. in prayer uh, and in, in their, um, they had like ecstatic experiences in prayer right, right. Uh, as mystics. 
and also in their experiences with scripture. I'm wondering for you, how you experienced images of God in music, since that has been really your realm. Yeah, I mean, and that's always sort of the funny thing because in finding images, and then also, you know, we've just had Mother's Day, and then looking at like, it's really, it's really hard to find any feminine expressions of God in music that aren't written in the 70s and 80s. And so, and of a certain musical style, we'll, we'll call it, just not necessarily where I want to be looking. Right. So it's always, it's, it's, it's a struggle to find, to find anything, or it's just sort of general, like, excuse me, just sort of general praise, you know, it's, it's all very sort of traditional, I would so say, you know, using scripture and you kind of, you, I mean, you, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a tough search. We'll put it that yeah. way to find things that sort of balance those things. What about like in spirituals? I mean, you can see God is liberator. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which could be male, female, but yeah, you know. Yeah. And then you also, I would say the thing, the thing that's been interesting in terms of language of God is with our hymns. Right. Because, you know, there's the people, you know, the sort of inclusionary, I put that in quotation marks because people use that word derogatorily in, in this in this instance, um, of that God as he and God as father. Um, so people take ex- uh, exceptional to God as Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Master. Master, yeah. So it's like finding, you know, the, the poetry there and then finding language that in a still poetic way can make it, you know, roll with the times. So have you experienced when hymn lyrics have changed some of the images that people have reacted? Oh my gosh, so much so. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So that just tells you to me, it tells me that people are really entrenched in their images of God. They are interested in images of God. And I think it also speaks to, I think Ed and I had a conversation a couple of years ago about hymns, about how language and music, when language is paired with music, it enters your heart and it it gets further deeper into your heart. Mm -hmm. And so people have the hymns that they've sung their entire lives and so if you mess with it, yeah. it's not even that they're necessarily theologically holding on to a male image of God. Right. It's that they're holding on to the, the thread of memory or the thread yes. of experience of singing that hymn since they were a child. I don't think, I don't know that people think about it that deeply like, oh, well, I'm, I think it's silly that we've, we call God, God instead of God, he, um, because I know a lot of people who, 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 that doesn't bother them at all, mm-hmm. um, or even to call God she. It's more that it's such a, it's such, it's such a, it's it lives in that child's part of their heart, and so changing it just feels wrong to them, right? Which I can completely understand, right? Um, and so I think well, we have a new generation of, of children growing up with, with different language in their hymns, and it's just not going to be a thing. Because they so won't have been I mean, exposed about to the, it. This is my father's world. Right. Right. Yeah. And when you're talking about all nature sings and around me rings. Right. Why couldn't that be a feminine image too? Well, and like two pages over in our hymnal, there's the mothering God hymn. So 
it's all good. It's all good. But I think I think in having both of those, yes, to me feels helpful. You know, not sticking to any one, one image. I think that's a thing too. I I was commenting to a friend the other day that I feel like, you know, in so many ways with gender dynamics in this world, we've come such a long way. But until it is no longer an insult to call a man something feminine, then we have a long way to go. Yes. And I believe that for some people, using feminine language for God feels diminishing. And I think to me, just my opinion, that's where the problem is. To me, that's sin. To, to assume that it's diminishing, right? Yeah. So that, that is idolatry in a sure, good way of sure. using it. So, yeah. so maybe for us and for our listening and, watch, and viewing audience, yeah. to take an opportunity to examine what are the images you carry? Mm-hmm. What, what do you image when you pray? Yeah. What, what kind of characteristics? Mm-hmm. And maybe to press yourself and mm-hmm. try something new and see how that feels. Yeah. Like ask God to show you Show me how you're compassionate today or show mm. me some of the feminine aspects of how you care for me yeah. in a nurturing way. Yeah. Or show me the strong, stalwart, you know, protective things that I need to see. Yeah. Um, might be an interesting spiritual exercise. I think so because I think it's, I don't think, I, I, think, I think it's a fabulous opportunity just to think about it because I don't think it's something we think about that often. Right. We sort of carry these images and you're like, well, that's what God has been to me. And it's not, it's not that it's, oh, I believe that God has to be this, 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 or this. But it's sort of like that's your comfort zone. Right. As we talked about in our discomfort zone episode, yes, right? Um, and getting out of that comfort zone in terms of how we, the filter through which we view God. There's a great book entitled, Is Your God Too Small? Oh, so kind of that's thinking cool. beyond what the parameters are you and I have about God mm-hmm. and thinking, wow, what if God is also this? Yeah. And or this and letting that expand and see how that affects how you view not only yourself, but other people and mm-hmm. how you are in the world. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for encouraging us all to think about that today, Shannon. Absolutely. Fun conversation. This is great. This is wonderful. Well, thank you so much, all of you, for listening. Roundhill Radio is brought to you by the friends and members of Roundhill Community Church. For more information, please visit roundhillcommunitychurch.org.